Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. The Expertise Panel. Brought to you by Dilma. Do try it. 10.23 here on Mornings with Ian Smith, Ricardo Ball in for Smithy. It is the Dilmar Expertise panel and joining us on the panel today out of Sky Sports is Ross Carl. G'day, Ross. G'day, mate. And uh, Hamish Bidwell as well uh, out of the Hawks Bay. How you doing, Hamish? I'm very well, mate. I'm, I'm on my way to the golf club. Oh, so, uh, you... weekend ahead. Yeah, very, you're doing very today. well. Cricket uh, Saturday and Sunday, so 11 blokes in the house. What could go wrong for a couple of nights? Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to start with that, um, so I might just we might just park it till later. Um, <laughs> uh, don't, don't ask me how I'm feeling on Monday. I won't be good. No, no, exactly, mate, exactly. Hey, actually, on that um, and, and bouncing back from things, maybe not so much self-induced though. Uh, it's something that we are seeing come out. Sulu Fitzpatrick's talked about it. Lydia Coe's talked about it. I know some of the Super Rugby guys have talked about it as well, but. Uh, maybe start with you on this one, Ross. Uh, are, are teams rushing players back after COVID and, and risking further health problems? I mean, we've we've seen uh, some reports that suggest once you've recovered from COVID, it's best to not to do anything too uh, exercise-worthy, if you like, uh, for about a month because it apparently increases the chances of long COVID. What are you seeing and hearing around that? Well, I suppose it's difficult to know exactly because it's hard to know who's got COVID and who doesn't because it's being kept relatively private, it seems, until it's all over. You know, and they're back playing, and that's they're right. You know, that's personal medical information, and no one needs to know. And maybe we're lucky in some ways that we get to know a lot of the players' personal medical information um, because it's not as of right, is it? But look, I think that we know that there's a culture within sport, and I've harped on about this before, of racing players back, whether it's a hamstring injury, whether it's concussion, or, or now we're learning about this with COVID and long COVID, that coaches players, even medical staff, like to get players back as soon as possible. How often do we hear a six to eight week stint on the sideline is suddenly four weeks or a year out no longer requires surgery? You know, all of these things are things we hear constantly and it's because there's a culture of trying to get players back on the field immediately because we pay them to be there, because they're world class and we need them ASAP. And then the injuries go on and on. We hear about these niggles that they've had forever because they, they haven't been rested. They need them back playing and in some places it's seen as a badge of honour, you know. Think about the legendary moments in New Zealand sport. Buck Shelford playing with a torn scrotum. Um, you know, Colin Meads with a broken arm. Richie McCaw with a broken foot. And it's lauded as glamorous and heroic. Um, and so it's kind of seen that way. You've got to do your bit for the team and soldier on. So, look, I wouldn't be surprised if plenty of players 
are going through these protocols but being rushed back a little early and how could we ever know? Yeah, well, that is that is a good point. Uh, Hamish, I mean, is the onus here on the athlete to make a stand and say I'm not ready to come back or, or, or should it be with the, the team doctor slash head coach? Well, there's a couple of things here. So you mentioned Sulu Fitzpatrick and I've, I've read about that situation, I've seen Sharon Kearney from Netball New Zealand quote, and Sharon's really reputable. Um, Netball New Zealand have a really good history of player welfare. You know, you have people playing on the way back from babies, like Amelia Ann Ekanasio is at the moment, and so that's a graduated return. Um, other times I've, I've known of players playing pregnant. I can remember having a thoroughly awkward conversation with Jolene Henry after a game, and I said, oh, I hear you're pregnant. She was like, no, I've just been eating a lot of pies. And I was like, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> and uh, we went around the bases and she said, no, no, I'm not pregnant. I said, Fed I'm just asking you straight up, are you pregnant? She was like, no. Nah. And then I bumped into Y, who was Silver Ferns coach, straight afterwards. And I asked her and she was like, Amish, even if I did know, I wouldn't tell you. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. But Jolene was pregnant and she eventually said, look, I'm sorry about that. But like they, um, yeah, they, they have experience with bringing players back and looking after them. Ross mentioned rugby. I mean, I, can, I could cite, I won't because... I get myself in the strike, but I can cite instances of players coming back from head knocks too soon. Guys who exhibited uh, symptoms didn't go through the protocols, they were fudged, and you were a team man. And conversely, guys who kept complaining of symptoms and things went, oh, you're no good to us, mate, and they've been cut. You know, like lost their contracts because they seem to be being weak and not putting the team first. So, in terms of COVID, we're in the infancy of this, aren't we? And this sort of, we've got some anecdotal reports, really, but we don't have enough sort of. Uh, evidence or, or uh, cases to be able to sort of make a definitive call on whether COVID is is a situation where people are being brought back too quickly, but certainly um, in other circumstances we do know that it happens. Yeah, we do, we do, and uh, I guess it's something that you know we're going to learn about and uh, deal with as it rolls out because I, don't, I still don't think everybody really knows what the long effects of that will be. Um, let's move on to Super Rugby uh, then, and Ross, uh, we've got you know Super Rugby Pacific. It seems like we've managed to park COVID to an extent uh, for uh, in terms of postponing games, so we have full rounds. I mean, tonight we've got the Crusaders Highlanders, the Drua Waratahs tomorrow. It's the Blues Moana Pacific for the second time in five days. The Red Brumbies out of Brisbane and and the Chiefs Canes as well. Uh, I mean, it, if if I only had time this weekend to watch one Super Rugby game, Ross, which I know probably sounds like heresy to you, but if if that was the case, which <laughs> game should I be picking? Look, if I looked at that lineup, I'd like to see the Blues Moana Pacifica again um, because I feel like Moana Pacifica are a team, despite the fact they're playing for the third time in eight days, and that's got to be difficult um, in a Super Rugby situation. You know, never mind what we see in the Bunnings NBC. It's really, really difficult in a Super Rugby situation to play three in eight days. But what we've seen from them is a tremendous amount of heart. You know, they came out the back end of COVID, and if anything, it's done them the worst deal. They've ended up with three games in eight days. They've ended up in a place where they're trying to prove themselves with their backs against the wall. Uh, They're changing their squad up once again to try to get through this kind of storm week. And I just feel like there's something special brewing in there. And that something special doesn't mean that they're going to go all the way. It doesn't even mean they're going to make the playoffs. But what we're seeing is a team with heart that really has something to play for and is giving it their all, and that's what I want to turn up and see each week. So I'd like to see them run the Blues close again. Maybe they can't win. The Blues on paper probably are far too good. But 
that's another game that I want to watch just because I'm inspired by what Moana Pacifica are doing right now. Yeah. What, what about you, Hamish? I mean, that uh, I think that at the moment, the Moana Pacifica midfield of uh, Levi Amor and, and uh, Danny Tuala from down your way are, are one of the best midfields running around in Super Rugby. Which, which game uh, is standing out to you the most this weekend? Levi's done well. As far as I understand it, he was like a four-litre Coca-Cola a day man, you know, and he looks quite fit now. Yeah. No, and they went, they'd try and wean him off it, and he'd get bad headaches because he was used to this as part of his lifestyle. Like, and he was heavy, and he wasn't the most professional, but he looks in good nick. He's playing quite well. Um, be the Hurricanes for me this week. I just think after last week's pathetic effort, like... I, I said to you the other night, mate, sometimes you have to shame teams into doing better, and the, the Hurricanes aren't embarrassed if they don't feel a bit of shame after... The way they, you know, I mean, Ross is right. Moana Pacifica is a nice story. We're all sort of, they're probably everyone's second favourite team. We wish them well, but fair income, they're not elite sort of rugby team at this stage. You know, hopefully they can become one. For the Hurricanes to, to lose that game was an absolute disgrace. And I want to see what, if they can, you know, put up a creditable performance. I don't expect them to beat the Chiefs, but... Um, at least play with some pride. Yeah, okay, well, look forward to those. And no doubt Hamish uh, and that house full of blokes are going to be watching every game of Super Rugby this weekend, Ross, so we'll, and, uh, they might not remember any of them, but it sounds like they'll be watching them all. Uh, it is 10.31 here on SENZ. Uh, this is our Dilma Expertise Panel. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We will talk NRL, we'll talk the Cricket World Cup final as well. But right now it's time for News and Sport with Araha Hathaway. The Expertise Panel. Brought to you by Dilma. Do try it. Yeah, this is Mornings with Ian Smith, 27 away from 11 here with Ricardo filling in for Smithy uh, on SENZ and uh, part of our Dilma expertise panel. Uh, today, Ross Carl from Sky Sport, Hamish Bidwell as well. Dilma celebrating 30 years of tea in New Zealand. Hamish, of course, you mentioned that uh, you golf, uh, you're on the way to the golf club. you got a lot of cricket on this weekend. Uh, the Cricket World Cup final out of Hagley Park, 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Uh your thoughts? Um, is anybody going to uh, trip up Australia in this tournament? Well, before it started, you would have said England was the only team that they could do it. Um, they got to the final by circuitous route, but in sort of black and white terms, we have the final that we expected. Um, England, yeah, they're, they're actually, well, they're getting better with every outing. Um, Kevin Knight, their captain at number three, still hasn't quite put the runs on the board. I would expect her to sort of to go well on this game, but Australia, far out, they look bulletproof. And one of the things that they've done is they've, they've sort of utilised their squad really well. So everyone's sort of got form, everyone's had game time, and everyone comes in and contributes. So, I mean, obviously there's a bit of doubt over Elise Perry, but I don't think they actually need her. Um, will the game be a contest? I expect so. I think England are a really good team. I haven't, I mean, I last watched them in the matchup against Australia in their test at Canberra. Um, England should have won that. They sort of bottled it really badly at the end and ended up in a draw. It was quite thrilling. But, um, yeah, they collapsed at the end when they had a run chase under control. So that'll that'll be in the back of a few minds, I expect, because um, they are the two elite teams. They have a lot of history. They have recent playing history against each other. So I'm picking Australia, but I, I genuinely predict it'll be a contest rather than some of the 50 to 100 points sort of walk in the park. Yeah. Uh, run 100 yeah, yeah, well, I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping you're right. I mean, uh, Ross, you know, it's been, I think for me, I was surprised at this tournament at how close so many of the games have been. Uh, and then we get to the semi finals and we have two blowouts. <laughs> I suppose 
these teams, the English and the Aussies, uh, are elite and have good backing and their players are, are, are very strong professionals. And so over the course of a tournament, they're going to build their way up to crescendo, I suppose. And what we saw was, you know, two very elite teams and we watched them give it to West Indies and South Africa. <clears throat> and it really showed us how far away the uh, White Ferns are as well from these two elite teams that they couldn't even make the semis to get anywhere near, you know? Um, so it's going to be good to watch. It's hard to imagine it's not going to be Australia. Um, it was really, really cool to see, you know, Healy and, and Haynes getting the runs and, you know, um, it should be a really, really good final, but I just can't imagine that the strength of the Australian team can be um, overcome. No, I don't think so either. That's, that's certainly the way it's looking. Uh, yeah, we've got... Uh, full... just, just on that, I really look out for Sophie Eccleston, the left-arm spinner from England. I, I believe she's the top wicket-taker in the tournament, and she's actually outstanding, really hard to get away, and also just does enough with it to get players out. Like, she may be the, the key bowler for England. All right, well, yeah, definitely. Maybe, is, is, is that a TAB tip, Hamish, for the top wicket-taker in the final? <laughs> I would, if I, my wife would let me use the bank account, I would absolutely put the house on uh, on that, absolutely, 100%. Okay, good stuff, mate. We've got, uh, of course, round four of the NRL started last night. Um, I want to talk to you about the games you're looking forward to, but we should mention uh, Gold Coast versus West Tigers. Uh, this uh, tweet came out this morning from Scott Bailey from the Associated Press. I'd like to personally congratulate West Tigers versus North Queensland round 11, 2015 at Campbelltown for no longer being the worst NRL game this century. Hashtag Titans Tigers. Um, I don't know if you saw it, any of it last night, Ross, but uh, uh, it was 6-2 to the Tigers with a minute to go, um, which is low <laughs> scoring by any... And then the Titans scored a convert to try on 1-8-6 at the end. Um, so that was probably a forgettable game, but uh, in terms of what you're looking forward to most this weekend, is it the is it the, the rematch of the grand final, the Panthers up against the Rabbitohs, or is it something else? Yeah, oh, look, I... I don't have enough time to watch every NRL game over a weekend. By the time you put in the five Super Rugby games this weekend, add in all those NRL games and any other sport, you know, you're going to be in so much trouble with the wife and kids that there's, there's no chance of coming back. So, you know, you've got to take those Thursday night opportunities to hang out with the, with the wife before it all turns to shit on the weekend. Um, but I, 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 the only game that I will always watch each weekend is the Warriors game. Um, so I, I look forward to the Warriors-Broncos game. You know, through gritted teeth because, look, I can't imagine the Warriors are going to win that game. Um, hopefully, Sean Johnson, you know, comes off the extended reserves bench and can be back within the team um, if he's 100% fit and ready to rock and roll. Um, you know, and, and because I'm not convinced that Cody and Chanel are the half pairing that's going to take this team through to the playoffs. So, we really, really need to see Sean Johnson back. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't need to be 100% fit. We covered that off in the first half of the uh, Dilma expertise <laughs> panel. Didn't we, Hamish? Mm. Yes. Is there a game that you're looking forward to this weekend in the NRL? Uh, it, would, it would be Warriors Broncos, and, and not necessarily for the, the, the watching of it, but more the outcome. Like I, I love it when coaches absolutely get it. There's a great quote. Um, there's a guy Kelvin McKenzie who was the editor of the Sun, and he was having a regular chat to John Major, which he used to do. Who was Prime Minister of Britain at the time, and uh, he said, "Kelvin, please don't be too hard on me in the paper tomorrow." And he said, let me put it to you this way, Prime Minister. I've got a great steaming bucket of shit in my office and tomorrow I'm going to tip it all over your head. And, like, I love that kind of thing. Like, I love 
coaches under the pump. Like, I'm so happy to see Michael Maguire squirming and looking gloomy when the Tigers lost last night. I want Nathan Brown under the pump because that's the only way you can get changed. If the Warriors can snivel a few wins here and there, then the status quo will remain, and I don't think it'll take the club anywhere. I think that guy's not up for the job. I think culturally they're signing some pretty dubious characters. Well, look at Dylan Walker coming. They had a dart for Jack DeBellin. Matt Lodge is still in the team. Like, I just, I don't like the culture they're building there. I don't think it's particularly New Zealand-centric. I think it's quite a emphasis on Aussies and maybe some ratbag Aussies, and I'd like to see change there. So, not necessarily to watch the calibre of football Broncos worries, but to see the outcome and to see whether there's some more pressure, maybe even a bucket of shit tipped over Nathan Brown's head. <laughs> Indeed. I don't know if we'll see that, but I, I, I would imagine that would be pay-per-view uh, on Metaphorically Sky. Metaphorically speaking, we're not talking back in the actual <laughs> bucket. Although there was a guy who preceded me at the paper here in Hawke's Bay, and he once got a, a parcel from the Magpies rugby team, and he was really excited to open it. And it was... Um, it was an ice cream container full of cow dung, which they thought was what he wrote for the paper. So, yeah, <laughs> can happen. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. It would be pay-per-view on Sky Sports if we were seeing that happen, though, wouldn't it, Roscoe? Um, what else, uh, before we let you guys go, uh, what else is big uh, this weekend on Sky Sports, Ross? <laughs> yeah, mate, I would really, I would tune into that. that. That would be quite good. I'm sure we could get 25 bucks for a pay-per-view to see, to see that happen. Um, maybe we could line up the coaches and have a full card. They <laughs> um, <laughs> go way through the competition at around about round 20. Look at next year's uh, <laughs> chances. Um, sorry, what was the question, mate? I've been sidetracked there. Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, uh, from a Sky Sport point of view, uh, what's big uh, this weekend on the telly? Oh, we've obviously got you know plenty going on with the Women's Career World Cup final on on Saturday. I think we've got the uh, the match so far of the ANZ Premiership with the Mystic Sisters Steel top of the table there. So that should be really good on Saturday afternoon. Um, you know, we've got the last PGA before we head into the Masters next week. So we're really looking forward to seeing the Masters next week. Lots of cricket, RSA Bangladesh, IPL, Australia versus Pakistan. You know, there's heaps going on. South Sharks versus Saracens in the Gallup Premiership. Mate, there's just so much sport. It's hard to keep up. Miami for the tennis. Like, I don't, like I was saying earlier, like, it's, it's a great way of ruining a marriage, yeah. um, having Sky Sport on all day. Yeah, it is indeed. And I'm looking forward to uh, the RSA versus Bangladesh. Do we know which RSA it is? <laughs> I'm hoping it's the Birkenhead yeah, RSA because be uh, there's a few characters in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good stuff, gentlemen. Thanks very much for coming on and being part of the Dilmar Expertise panel. Have a good weekend, right. guys. Thanks a lot. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91